Man, I'm so excited today. Mike Shedd, man, this is going to be a good pod. I can't I can't tell you how excited I am for about this. We're going to talk Mavs, Luca, the past 15 years, really, of the Mavs, and what's it like to be an assistant coach for the Mavericks. Coming up next. And this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. don't believe you shouldn't be here oh welcome to lockdown mavs and today we have mike shed himself you know the first time the first time i seen mike shed was on my tv i just moved to dallas and it was the first time that my wife and i were we're in a i'm from kentucky so we didn't we don't have any pro teams in kentucky and we're watching fox sports southwest and you were at halftime. I think it was on like halftime. You and Skin, and you winked at the camera. And I was like, I wonder why he just winked at the camera. And then later on, that was towards your family, right? Yeah, my son. My son took ownership of it, and then my wife and he liked to play it off. There were a couple times he. It's funny. They, uh, my wife recorded one time. They they cut away and didn't show the wink, and oh. Grayson was distraught. Daddy didn't wink at me. So we sent it into Fox and they played it on the next halftime. And it was uh <laughs> it was more just to see if they were watching at the time. And then they'd be like, Oh, we saw it. Or they'd be like, Hey, they didn't show it, they cut away. <laughs> yeah. So it just became a just be kind of came a tagline. I can't tell you the number of people over they're like, give us the wink. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So Mike, you've been with the Mavs since 2006, up until through this past season, 2020. Now the organization, they're, they've made some shifts. They're going a different direction. You're looking for your next road as you're no longer with the Mavs right now. But I wanted to, I wanted us to just talk about the Mavs as someone who's been with the organization for, gosh, what, 14 years? Well, we were headed into 16. So yeah, 16? I got hired in 06, right after the 06 finals. Oh my gosh, right after. Okay, so we don't even have to relive 2006 don't, don't relive the bad one let's just relive the good one <laughs> the, the good one so how would you if a middle schooler walked up to you and said hey mike how would you do how would you describe your job as assistant coach over the past 14 years it's uh i'd ask them how much time they had <laughs> and then uh then i just it was uh they said i coached college for 10 years before i got here and uh, i was always into tech so my, like i said my first position here was assistant video coordinator which you kind of just you kind of just anything anything video wise you handle for the coaches and the players in the front office and then that progressed into leading the video department and having some some guys underneath and then once rick got there after avery got let go um, he kept me on and then, you know, gave me more responsibility. So, you know, then led into scouting and helping with draft workouts and leading draft workouts and helping with front office, some decision, you know, some, you know, just scouting stuff with them. And then, then progressed into scouting opponents and doing, you know, on court scouts and then adding player development duties. And then the last handful of years, just kind of overseeing all the tech, in the basketball side so from our editing software to our uh scouting software to the 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 tech in the in the gym you know tracking the shot trackers and all those type of things so 
kind of just overseeing all that, plus the random YouTube TV accounts you had to have here and there and uh, making sure everything, everybody can watch whatever they want whenever they need it. So that was kind of kind of how it all progressed. Like I said, my, my last title before uh, we were done was player development coach and director of basketball tech, I think was the title. So I had my hands in a lot of pots and uh, just kind of did whatever was needed is kind of how I looked at whatever yeah whatever my my gig was so when you're sitting on the bench you always it would have an ipad and so when there's a replay opportunity mm -hmm. rick would look at you i feel like and are you so do you just have the game playing on the ipad the entire time no so uh our the the head video guy is in the back chopping the game live and every play gets sent to me within a second or two so as soon as a whistle hits, within a second, I can run it back and look at it. And uh, that was kind of, like I said, it was a new technology. And we, we had been a, one of the first teams to have it. And uh, so then it was that I just kind of became the iPad guy. I just I, I would watch live and then go back and look. Watch live, go back and look. Watch. So from critiquing. Uh, just and giving stuff to the coaches who are up on the front to show the guys, like for instant instant feedback. To it was mostly for helping Rick make a decision whether to challenge or not. You know, was, so go ahead. No, I was say, was there ever a time that Rick looks at you and is like, "Hey, I need the decision right now," and you said challenge, and he's like, "No." There, well, there were probably more that he challenged he wanted to challenge even when i said even when i was like eh, i don't think so and then he just from a momentum standpoint he's like I, I we need to do it yeah and then there were there were a couple that like said i only had one angle yeah. so it wasn't like i had 20 angles in slow-mo and hd i'm getting a a downgraded signal so even though the the broadcast is you know 4k i'm getting like 480 you know it's <laughs> And so when I, you know, you zoom in on something, it's like, oh, I, oh, I can't tell. But we, we still had a, the first year for review two years ago, we had the best percentage. I think we were like eighty-eight percent. And then last year, we we admittedly challenged some that we didn't just from, uh, hey, we need to control the control the momentum or whatever, or we need a we need a timeout right now so we yeah. can challenge. And then knowing when to challenge, because if you got a fish, got official timeouts coming, or you hadn't challenged something, you just, you just, he, Rick was super smart on when he wanted to use one and not use one. He'd be like, it's not our timeout if we lose it, because he always wanted to have one coming down late in the game. And if you happen to miss the challenge, like out of bounds and those things, those are easy challenges. It does, it's all whether you want to burn it or not. Yeah. Because, I mean, I can 95% be able to say, oh, we were in or we were out and we're going to lose. It'd be a lot of times he'd want to know if they were going to win. Mm. Like if it was something that went in our favor and you, they challenged, he'd be like, are we going to win or are we going to lose? So uh, isn't it come in our favor? So it became quite a, quite a deal. And when we had like instances where the network was down in the arena where we were at, mm. And we're like, hey, we don't have it tonight. And he then he'd be like, wait, we can't challenge it. We can challenge, but we don't have the iPad. 
<laughs> yeah. And so we're going to be watching the board and hope they show a replay quick. <laughs> because I even got to the point where I was telling Fox, they're like, you know, we don't show all the replays. I was like, I had, I had added a, a little monitor that had the raw game feed. Yeah. So it was, as it was happening, I could look down. And if they showed a replay, I could look. There were two or three times this year where their replay helped me say yes or no in time because wow. like I'm looking at my iPad and I'm like, can't really get a good angle. And they'd be like, oh, they got the corner cam, caught it. Yeah. And I'd be like, don't do it or do it. <laughs> and there are a couple times it worked out. But uh so I had like I had a little little TV at my feet and I had my iPad. <laughs> I had a damn theater set up out there. Yeah. So what what's it like being an assistant coach under Rick Carlisle? You were assistant under him for gosh, I don't so his whole time, 13 years I was with him. So yeah. Um, just it's it's uh he's so outer uh, otherworldly smart mm. like he can here's here's a here's a couple cool rick stories even when i was just video coordinator or whatever there'd be times he'd ask for things hey go up and go back and find this clip or this play and he'd be like so it was uh go find this play on jj we ran a side out of bounds it was at minnesota in february uh, we ran a side out. We ran this play, and it worked. We we can use that for whoever we had at the time. And I so I'd go back and search through, and I'd be like, "I'll be damned, he was right." <laughs> you know, six years ago on a Tuesday in February at Minnesota, and the only thing off was the direction we were going. Yeah, like he thought it was second quarter and it was third quarter, but he was one hundred percent on who was on the floor, the time. And he can recall scores, like from when he was playing in Boston to when he was coaching the Pacers. He's like, yeah, we went into the last three minutes of this game versus Chicago, and it was 87, 86. And, like, if you had the time to go look, you'd be like, oh, my God, he's right. <laughs> like his recall is, is another level. Like I'd be like, I don't know what our score the other night was. Yeah. And he's pulling out, you know, plays from games was that, that I could give you 10 stories on hey go back and find this end of game play we ran for Deshaun Stevenson the finals year you know it was against Utah and I'll be damned he wasn't pretty close to not exactly on time and location so but that's the thing with Rick he's he, he's a different level thinker and that yeah. was you just learn like where you know I I would prep games and I'm I'm prepping Lakers because that's the next opponent. Well, he's prepped the Lakers and has moved on to the game after that to try to get an early dot. Like he's just he he just consumes. In my time in the NBA, Rick watched as much film as anybody that I've ever heard of. Talking to other people and other, other most people watch just their guys. Rick watched everything, so yeah. he went into a game having seen every angle of it you know so crazy. he gave me a lot of responsibility too like he he would he kind of like he would tell people he's like sheds the challenge guy you know if he tells me yes or tells me no then we'll ride with it like i said every once in a while you'd miss one and then you'd kind of feel the you know <laughs> yeah like oh i got the i got the stare but uh <laughs> after the game he'd be like what'd you see and i'm like I, this is what i saw 
And he was like, just that's all I can ask is just be confident in your call. If you're going to him and haw on it, then I can't, I can't roll with it. But, uh, yeah. So, yeah, that's the big thing with, like I said, with Rick, it was his ability to recall and think and think six steps ahead and, and, and the prep, his prep is, um, I was a friend of mine's an FBI person. They talk about their five things and it's prepare, prepare, prepare and execute. So it's mm. a, <laughs> four prepares and then execute. So it's, uh, um, that's a, it was always, it was always good. Always that, all good. It's the Rick Carlisle story too. prepare, prepare. <laughs> exactly. That's yeah. him. That's him. All right. We're going to take a quick break and then we we'll right back to talk about some Luka Doncic. Guys, we never love to talk about it, okay? Sweating is literally just part of life. But when you don't want to worry about sweating, outside of a workout or outside of having fun playing basketball or something, you don't want to worry about sweating when it's date night. You don't want to worry about sweating uh, those armpit sweats. Uh, maybe when you're at work wearing that nice dress shirt, sitting at your cubicle right now as you're listening to this podcast because you're listening to this while you're working. Enter Sweat Block. Let's go. Sweat block is doctor created, doctor recommended. Works up for up to seven days per use. It's a dry shirt guarantee. If sweat block doesn't keep you dry, you get your money back. Featured and tested on the Rachel Ray show. Rachel Ray, it's on the Rachel Ray show. Let's go. By firefighters on that show. It's a bestseller on Amazon for the past 10 years. Over 13,000 reviews manufactured in the U.S. If you want to wear what you want to wear and walk out of the door with the confidence that you have without having to worry about sweating armpits, get 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code locked on. Also want to talk about direct TV. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live. Another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone. You've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream. And it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. The best part, there's no annual contract. I think that alone is makes this all worth it, that there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and all the confusion. Get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by the package. Okay, Mike, real quick, last one on like bench dynamics and just coaching and everything. And so story came out about Ball Valgaris last year and just the interaction with Luca on the, you know, the bench of Luca asking who's in charge and all this stuff. I'm like, all right, I just want to throw it out to shed one time, but also looping into a bigger question of the role of analytics on the bench. And because I think that's something too, when that storyline came out, some, I think some fans were like, Oh man, like analytic, like they're telling Rick how to, and I'm like, actually analytics has been playing into lineup stuff for years. Not, I mean, before Bob too. So could you speak into if you even seen that the Luca who's in charge, you know, thing, Bob <laughs> or you to Rick and the role of analytics into coaching? Well, as far as the Bob thing, like I said, I never saw that. So when I read the article, I and me being so close to the bench, I was kind of like, I didn't see that. So I can't really speak to that, but I can speak to the role of analytics. And like with Mark, it was a, uh, 
Mark was always a numbers guy. Cuban was always a numbers guy. And it started to make its way in, I don't know, eight, nine, ten years ago. Even when we won the championship, we had one of the first full-time analytic guys in Roland Beach. He came on board and uh, he, so this is, he probably came on in 08 or 09. No, so Rick came on. Yeah, so 09. Um, so we had one of the first guys and he had a website prior and then he came on with us. And so he's given us next level stuff. You're used to just getting the box score stuff and averages and um, that type of thing. And then he's giving you percentages and outcomes and shot charts and locations and you get the I don't even the metrics now are just there's so many it, it can it can really give you a headache when you're looking at all these different things like from an analytic team standpoint they have to gauge how much to give you because I mean yeah. they can give you endless numbers of charts and and these these groups and lineups and and um you know what day of the week you're better and you know it can really it can really there's really not a number you can't get nowadays so yeah. uh um so any analyst most most teams now have a department you know two or three guys and somebody that is way smarter than me you know overseeing and running algorithms and printing out and they'll give you they'll give you about anything you know like you know, estimated shot value and all these different things that, you know, you went through the stretch where mid-range shots were terrible and it's only shoot threes and only shoot layups. And, and, uh, it's a, it's a new world. It's a number world. Like I said, I, I wish I would have got a math degree because like I said, you could, you, uh, you've got a better chance of hanging, hanging yeah. around if you're an analytic, analytically based guy. Luca, Luca comes to town a little over three years ago. What's it like coaching Luka Doncic? You want to talk about a guy that he's just got it. You want to talk about it? Mm. And a, he, I mean, he's been a pro forever, but there's no scared in him. Like a lot of young guys, like rookies coming in with, you know, Dirk on the way out. It was great that he got to be there the last year, you know, just to be around. But a guy that was so ready for everything that came yeah you know oh you you're the you're the you're the focus of the city now and he's like okay <laughs> you know like it's no big deal like it's it's cool you know and uh he's a he's such a competitor at everything whether it's video games you know he was big on Fortnite and big on if they're playing cards or there there's if there's anything that can be turned into a competition pickleball in the bubble one under <laughs> you're probably going too hard you know it's uh it said he's uh and he he's earned it but he's shown that he he just wants to compete i don't know he wants to do drills but he wants to do he wants to compete <laughs> like hey let's get through these drills so we can get to five on five yeah. or three on three or one on one you know anytime they're oh, oh if we're just gonna do a shooting contest that's great let's do a shooting contest there needs to be a winner mm. and a loser and i need to know who how to win and how to lose <laughs> so uh like you guys have all seen on social all the trick shots 
yeah. and all the different things. Those are every day. So when he hits those game winners or he hits the, the leaner versus Memphis, he shot that 100 times. Mm. You know, he hits the falling out in the corner his rookie year in Portland. He's That's not the first time he shot that. And half-court shots, he he shoots those better than most people shoot normal shots because it's just every day. Okay, I'm, let me go heave it up from 45 feet. Yeah. So in end of game situation, it's it's if he can get it off, he's got a goodish chance as any, you know. Of um, I don't know if you were. It's it's you've probably seen it uh, probably five or six years ago. Phoenix won a game with Tyson Chandler with point yeah. one on the clock. The alley the out of bounds play. Um. Well, then we had we had always had it in because we knew that was a thing, but then we're. Once you got Kristaps and Cape and Boban, and you had some people that could just be up above the rim, and we kind of put it in, and we're like, Luca's like, well, what do I do? We're like, try to make it from out of bounds. And he, so the first couple times he's like trying to direct it, and we're like, just shoot it, just try yeah. to put it in the rim. And then I think we got it to work one time this year, maybe. But in practice, he would routinely just make the shot. <laughs> it wasn't even being redirected into the rim. It was just get up there and put a finger on it because Luke is going to make it. And he would do it. You know, just his his natural skill set is something that's you don't see. Like I said, I was I've been around some elite players in college and I was fortunate to be around Dirk during the Dirk days when he was and like college coaches would ask, what's the difference between college and pros? And I'd be like, shot making or physical mm. or strength. I said, in the pros, the guards can put you wherever they want. In college, you get put wherever you want, or you, mm. the defense is adjusted. I said, in the pros, they make shots. And they're like, what do you mean, shot making? I'm like, Dirk will go practices without missing shots. Not a drill, entire practices. Peja, same way. You know, you can go down the line. Monte Ellis would have days where he would, you know, he's making everything, running sideways, falling down. It didn't matter. Wes Matthews said, "Legit pros that can shoot. That's the like that's a huge difference." And Luca goes through stretches where he's and his shoot and his shooting is still improving, and will continue to get better as he goes. But just the ability to score and with people on you and the physical defense that people see now, it's the ability to make shots is a is a is something that it's fun to watch because then you, you you're like. That was great defense. It was better offense, which you hear a lot. Good yeah. D, better O. <laughs> Luca, Luca's um, his passion on the floor. We even saw it in the Olympics too of the technicals. You know that became a thing of, and even he he would talk about it of like just getting wrapped up in the moment with refs or just. But uh, you know it comes from this passion he has in the game. How how's how was it as a coach trying to coaching Luca? about the emotions of the game and the text. And was that like an ongoing conversation? I think it was, it was, like I said, it was less with me. It was more with, but he knew it. It wasn't something that he wasn't, a, he wasn't afraid to discuss or talk about. He, 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 he obviously would know if it put him in a bad situation and, or if he got one early, he'd be like, I know how to turn, I know how to tie it, you know, bring it back in. But, uh, like you said, you you encapsulated it with he's he's so competitive and there's so much fire going that he's 
it's you're going to get a bad whistle. The NBA refs are, you know, hit. They're not hit or miss. They have a very tough job yeah. trying to ref the, the 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 level of athlete and the speed. They probably need to go to a fourth official, honestly, mm-hmm. um, just to because they miss things. There's there's only so many of them that are that are high level and that can catch everything that happens, and uh, the guy's ability to create calls and 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 Luke is one of those guys that that can get the whistle blown and the ability to get the whistle to blow and uh he, this is that internal fire he's and he wants to win everything so if he thinks you're keeping him from that he's gonna let you know yeah and I'd rather have that than somebody that's gonna wilt like a flower you know so yeah Okay, we're going to take another quick break, and then I'm going to ask Shed to share one of his favorite Luka Doncic stories. Guys, you know how much we love Built Bar. And I'm not just saying that because it's an ad read. You guys know this if you've been listening to this podcast for a long time. Built Bar is our longest-running ad partner, and we love Built Bar. Like we, Beyond just the free Built Bars that get sent to Nick and myself, we actually go on the website, use these promo codes all the time, buy Built Bars. They're in our fridge. They're in our cabinets. I take one on the way to work so many days. Because we believe in Built Bar. A lot of healthy snacks and, you know, these protein bars, honestly, they're kind of nasty. But Built Bar, these are actually really good. Like, I was shocked the first time I tried them. Like, hey, I got a free one in the mail. Let me try this thing. And I was floored by how actually good it was because it's covered in 100% chocolate. There's flavors such as mint brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream. There's so many more. There's a list of flavors on the website. And if you're sitting back like me the first time saying, well, I just don't know how some of these flavors taste. Here we go. There's a mixed box. You can choose like three different flavors. You can order in the mixed box, get three different flavors, try out three different flavors in that. So there's multiple flavors you can get. Did I mention how healthy they are? They're 130 to 180 calories, 17 to 18 grams of protein, only four to five net carbs. That is massive, by the way. Um, it's official bar of the U.S. track and field team. Offer, go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code. You'll get locked on. You'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code locked on for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Let's also talk about Bet Online AG. I have some fantasy drafts coming up this weekend because fantasy football NFL is it's hitting full swing before we even know it. And I'm happy because then that's going to lead us into the NBA season. But on top of fantasy, if you're sitting there saying, man, I'm very confident in some teams this year in the NFL, I want to put some money down. Bet Online is the place to be. Let's go. Uh, Bet Online AG is the place to be. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest, the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor contest, open now at BetOnlineAG. Head to the website, use your mobile device, or sign up today to receive a 100% off welcome bonus. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, be the next Bob Volgaris. Don't wait and take advantage of your great offers available for 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbooks experts. Promo code locked on. All right, Mike, give us do you have a, a Luca story on the court, off the court, locker room, bubble, whatever it is that you think fans would love to hear? Um, There's so many that are just little, but a super funny one is when. We, you know, we had the defensive player of the game belt. Yeah. And uh, Luca never won. 
you know, it was never, that's, you know, that was, we, we had a lot of people that repeated, uh, but the one time I forget the exact game. He, I think he even hit a game winner on it and he had played pretty solid on both sides of the ball, hit the winner. And I, I remember the discussion on, do we give it to Luca? Cause nobody else, like everybody else was solid, but we had given it to, you know, Dorian, just a monster and, and Josh a few times and, and uh, Maxie, cause Maxie always had a tough guard. And, and one day we decided, and you would have thought Luca won the gold medal when he won, finally got the belt. You know, he was, he, he, you know, he, the smile on his face was, uh, was, uh, was something, something to behold. And I think if you went back and looked at the socials on when he got the belt, I mean, just the ultimate cheese factor on his face was, uh, and then after that, he's like, He'd be like, when we're giving out the belt after a win, he'd, he'd, he'd say, hey, did I get it? Did I get it today? I got a block shot. Like, if don't let him block a shot, he's definitely politicking <laughs> for the belt after just the, after the one. We're like, well, you didn't really guard anybody today, you know. <laughs> so we're going to go with Dorian, who guarded Kawhi or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but that's that was a fun one. Like I said, Luca every day is a is a is just a walking you could have a story every day on on his like i said he's he's young he's 22 or whatever he is now he just he's just enjoying life yeah and he gets to hoop hoop for a hoop for a job so <laughs> yeah well this next question the clippers the playoffs the past two seasons in the bubble not in the bubble but you got the clippers two years in a row when you think about these past two years what will you think about the most the, in the specifically in the bubble would be Kristaps getting hurt because mm. um, we were right there. And then uh, the this past year, just the inability to get over the hump scoring-wise, like we knew they were going to be physical because that was always their MO. They were going to try to – they're going to try to come in and punk you and, and do all that. And and uh, even though they ended up winning, I don't I don't think – they win in, in the bubble if if Kristoff stays healthy. That was my mm -hmm. opinion back then. Um, but Paul George this year played like he should. Yeah, you know, and where, Kawhi's where your, always. Where was your mind at game three, first six minutes, you know, of the game, and the place is rocking? Where was your Where was your mind then? I, I, you want to know what my mind was? It took me back to the Lakers series when we won the championship. After we won the first two, when when that first game home, I mean, the crowd was in like people who weren't here then, and I'm I'm sitting there, and a few of us who were around then are like, wow, this is this is real deal energy right now, and we're rolling. Yeah, we're like we're about to we're about to jump up. We're about to be three zero, and then everything comes back, and it, it, you get runs on both sides. So it's a uh, but you had an opportunity. You you definitely had. We had a shot in the crowd for all the games. The the, the three at home or whatever we had was. Uh, you were just. It was fun to see after so long with no fans or minimal fans or. Yeah, you know, we obviously we didn't have any in Dallas. Other places had them first, but uh, playing games with fake noise mm. and piped in crowd effect is. It's not quite the same. It's yeah. not quite the same. So 
playoff Dallas fans, sign me up all day. Sign me up all day because they 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 did everything they could. You know, we yeah. just we ran into we didn't quite do everything. I think we competed as hard as we could. The Clippers were they had they had their top dudes played top level basketball. Yeah, you know, Kawhi was I mean <laughs> otherworldly. <laughs> He's so strong and so just gifted. It's like I mean, his hands, just the things he can do defensively, and now he's become a high-level shooter, even mid-range. And if he wanted to make a three, he will. He just gets to his spots, and he's strong as an ox. And he just, yeah, he's a tough guard. And like I said, Dorian, everybody we put on him gave a good. There was you could probably find ten to fifteen things where you couldn't have defended him better. Yeah, and he scored. You know. Paul George was, you know, was really good off the dribble, and he was making shots. You know, those are two All Star, top ten players when they're when they're good. And uh, what they got the best. What you know? What do you so, think's the next? Like, what's the next step for this team? What first round past two seasons? What's the next? What does this team need? Is and it could just be hey health. It could be. Man, another vet. It could be. What do you think is the next step for this team to take the next step as a team? Oh, my opinion is be health. Like you got, and everybody can talk about it. Kristaps last year stayed healthy, but he didn't even have a year of prep off the injury. So he's. I'm excited for them to see him after a full off season of being able to do his normal body routine workout stuff. So, um, and then everybody getting a year better and the, the, the pain of losing in the playoffs is always a motivating from early on with Dirk. They lost in the finals. Guys need to experience that disdain for losing in order to motivate. And now that you've been in a couple battles like seven games this year and now you know you missed an opportunity in game three to really step on them and then they even it and then you win and you you know those situations were are only gonna grow their maturity level as a as a team and the desire to win and like i said their 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 new head coach is about as big a competitor as I've ever been around and when we were together, when he was playing and now as a coach, Jay kid is, is so hopefully he can instill some of those things and those guys on competing. And, and uh, they're right there. Like I said, if he shouldn't have, if he didn't win last year, you got an opportunity. And I think it would help him if you got higher in the seatings, you know, you're a, you're a three, four, as opposed to a six, five, you know, it just mm -hmm. depends. If you can get a home game to start, I think all those things factor in and help, you know. Yeah. So, got we got they did that. In my opinion, they got better on the wings. They, you know, they improved shooting and uh, plus the guys that are returning. And so I, I think the there's nothing. The ceiling is high. I don't. And Luca's only going to be better. And after his Olympic run, anything you add to the, you keep adding to your toolbox. Like I said, experience wise is never a bad thing. And a healthy KP, 
Everybody forgets he was he's a he's a monster. They call him a unicorn for they don't call him that for nothing. Yeah. So him healthy, I think Mav fans would be excited. I know earlier this week we had Howard Beck on and from his New York days, and I was I just asked him, I was like, Hey, can you just remind people how good KP was, you know, before he tore his ACL and you know, even and that's he's had these kind of lingering issues and random one off stuff since he's been in Dallas, he's contact stuff and injuries and now this is the first healthy off season he's had since he's been here. So I, I like I said, I, I think it'll be fun to watch. Like I said, this whole group with a with a it's a little short, but tradi- like a traditional off season. You're not doing you know, you're not jamming it in and now they're getting started here in a month. So it'll it'll be interesting to see and shorter training camps obviously, but uh with a new staff, but it's uh it'll be all those guys want to win, and that's yeah. collectively that's all you can hope for as a as a Mav fan and a basketball purist is want you you want guys that want to compete, and I think they've got a roster full of those type of guys. So yeah, you know it should be it should be fun. Okay, have some rapid fire questions for you, and it could be quick answers, whatever. Player that it was in the gym the longest. Well, Boban. He, it's tough to get him out. Really? He'll he he wants to stay and shoot and have people you know work with him and and he just loves to be around. Like I said, in his infectious love of life and love of being happy, he 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 loves to be out there. Um Dwight Powell is another one. Dwight is a maniacal worker. Mm. So early, he come in and early and shoot. Stay after and shoot. Come back at night and shoot. Jalen Brunson is the same way. We don't have it. They don't have any guys that are shy from working. But like I said, Boban Dwight would stand out as far as guys that are just around. They're, they'll be on the court as, and if there's a competition, Luke will be out there. Yeah. You know? So like I said, one thing they're blessed with is a group of guys that they ain't afraid to be out there. They're not. How quickly can I get out? We don't have any of those guys. Yeah. Funniest guy on the team. And you can't say Boban. And I can't say Boban. Um, Boban's not even – he's just funny just because he, he's so happy all the time. But yeah. we won't say Boban. Um, you know, Maxie's Maxie's dry funny. Maxie's <laughs> pretty funny. Um, who else? Uh, Tim's just got a big laugh. Uh, I would say Maxie's up there just because he's a – He's willing to make fun of himself. Yeah. Which is a lot of people aren't willing to do. The Dirk, um, Dirk effect. Oh, and you want to go back. I mean, Dirk was Dirk was hilarious. You know, <laughs> just because he was, like I said, he wasn't shy. He'd make fun of himself in a second. Yeah. Um uh, I'm trying to think of the roster. Like I said, uh, I uh Nate Hinton. Nate's funny. Yeah. Nate Hinton's funny. Uh cool. we love Nate. Um, the funniest guy around is Da. Da's a Daryl Armstrong is a walking comedy fest. I, I was so, I was watching some old uh, practice clips. I had on my phone the other day, and it was like four or five years ago. It was the old practice thing, and it was Nico Bersino shooting threes, and Da ding 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 ding. Hear ye, hear ye. That <laughs> <laughs> was die laughing. Yeah, Daryl. Daryl is like I said. If you're throwing staff into the mix, Daryl's Daryl's top shelf right there. So uh, 
You, like I said, with Bobon around and Daryl, they're there. You can't have too many bad days. Yeah, they're not gonna let it happen. Okay, so you're on the court before the games, and you were, you know, you would work out with players. You were, I'm assuming, you were signed different players. I remember talking to Melvin Hunt. He had different players before the game. Yeah, it, it, it all depended each different each 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 season was different. Each you know player development people were different, and then we got to where the guys would be like, "Hey, I'm comfortable with." Yeah, like. Luca, Luca worked out with Moe's, you know, blah, blah, blah. So whether it was on the court or off the court, who had the most unique pregame routine? Well, I'll tell you this. So JJ wasn't, JJ Reddick wasn't with us that long. He has the most concise, thought out. You, you want to talk about a vet who knows what he needs to do? He's out there like eight minutes and it's like, I shoot this, 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 and I'm done. And the first time I watched it, he does like a yoga stretch across the court and he does some different things. And he goes and shoots these particular 25 things and he's done. Like you end up, you usually have a 15 minute window with guys out there. Yeah. And when he was out there with Zach Guthrie, he was like, he's like, is he done already? And he, they're like, yeah, he's laser on what he does before a game period. And, you know, uh, Luca always gets the, always goes one-on-one with is with Moe's at the end, you know, always got that in. We always, um, you know, Dirk never shot on the court. Dirk always mm-hmm. shot down on the practice court downstairs, especially at home and, and the roadie would have to, but, uh, um, everybody's got their little, like their timing. Like you get some guys, like you, you, you keep the, the young guys go out two hours early and the vets get the, the times closer to the game. Um, then, but like Tim Hardaway wanted to shoot early. So then he could, you know, so then he could relax and, and shower and then get his stuff on in a timely manner. He never rushed. So it was, uh, um, some guys wanted to go right from the court to the meeting, to the game. You know, so that's kind of was there. It's all it's all trying to find a, a mix with, you know, what yeah. works best to get them ready. But uh, yeah, JJ Reddick to me, in my time, was uh, he had the most. You could say, "Hey, let's work on this." He said, "No, I I do this. I shoot these. <laughs> I shoot these eight different locations three times, and then we're done, or whatever yeah. it was." But he does his, his stretching and his ball handling. Then he got his particular shots and he was done. <laughs> All right, last one. If you could sit on a plane ride with any one player next to you, who would it be? Current team or since I've been in the NBA? Let's do current team. You know what? I'd probably sit with Maxi. Hmm. Just Maxi's he's so he's just a lovable guy and he's 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 fun. He, he talk about anything. You yeah. know, um, who talks most of the, the guys that stay the in their own vibe. Most of the guys stay in their own world. They're either watching movies or, or, or playing video games and, you know, and not a lot of, not a lot of action happening, but Maxie, Maxie would engage the whole, he'd bring up books and, and social media and TV shows and, Whatever. So Dwight and Maxie, I could sit with them on, on any and on, on any ride. That's awesome. All right, Mike. 
I won't keep any more of your time. Thank you so much. It's been a blast. You're awesome. I can't wait to see what's next for you. Just as long as you stay in Dallas. It's all it's all we There we go. There we go. Isaac, I appreciate the time. I know we've been trying to do this for a while, but better late than never, I guess. Yes, yes. Thank you so much. Have a good day. You got it. All right.